Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the three different kinds of ADHD. And I think this is a lot, um, this is very important to talk about because a lot of people don't realize that there are three subtypes of ADHD. They, you see, a lot of people think of ADHD as solely executive dysfunction or struggling to pay attention at something but really that's just those are just the very tip of the iceberg the very very tip of the iceberg uh the surface of what adhd really is and i'm going to try to to get into that today in in terms of what adhd really is and these three different subtypes of adhd so basically ADHD as a whole okay I'm going to I'm going to give you the the breakdown of the name even though I don't necessarily agree with this name and I'm going to say why but it is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder now I personally don't like the words deficit and disorder because Although there are times where uh, having certain ADHD traits such as executive dysfunction can be very uh, disabling and, and, you know, it's a struggle that we need support for. But it, it's not... ADHD isn't just that. It's not just, you know, struggling to pay attention or, or such. It, it's really... it's another neurotype, just like autism. It's a whole other neurotype. It is, in my opinion, it's really differences in regulation of attention and hyperactivity. So there will be moments where we'll be super hyperactive and focusing on something and really intensely and getting a bunch of work done in a very uh, short amount of time. And then there'll be moments where you'll feel executive dysfunction or burnout and you're not able to get a lot done um, over a certain amount of time. And so that's why, uh, as I mentioned in episode 10 of this podcast, I highly recommend checking that out. ADHDers and autistics, and particularly autistics that have both autism and ADHD, they'll, they'll have like spurts of hyperfocus and spurts of burnout or executive dysfunction. So that's why we work in spurts. Like that's why it would be so much more accommodating to neurodistinct people if work schedules were in a way that instead of being expected to work uh, the same amount of hours every day, you would work the same amount of time in a week, but you would have certain days where you're on hyperfocus and you're working more and certain days where you're more tired, more executive dysfunction and you get to rest and you can still produce the same amount of time as your neurotypical colleague but you're just doing it in spurts instead of, you know, in a more cons constant schedule. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that, really, because the idea of having to produce in this constant 9-to-5 schedule is very much a capitalistic, neuronormative expectation. Anyways, I don't know if I'm, I'm just getting into the weeds here, but um, I'm just trying to say, like, Challenge these norms. Like, when you see something that just, I don't know, challenge these norms. But before I get too off-topic off here, 
let's talk about these subtypes of ADHD now. So there's the inattentive subtype, which is the, the subtype that people seem to associate ADHD as a whole more with. And that has, you know, those of traits such as distractibility, uh, overlooking details, forgetfulness, losing objects, difficulty regulating attention and focus, um, diagnosed later in life a lot of times uh, for most people, and I've talked extensively about that in episode 5, more likely to have internalizing disorders such as anxiety and depression, and I think in my opinion that results a lot from how society treats people with brains that function differently, not necessarily the neurotype itself. Um, listening difficulties, mo most common, it's the most common subtype among adults and females. Processing speed can be impacted. Um, and then you have hyperactive ADHD, which is a lot of impulsivity, um, fidgety, and recklessness. Usually uh, hyperactive ADHDers need to stim a lot uh, because we have such hyperactive brains and we need to stim to relieve that hyperactivity. And that's something I've found myself doing throughout my whole life. Uh, we often complete people's sentences because we can't wait to... to we can't wait our turn because we're so hyperactive and excited to talk. We're often on the go. We have difficulty resting. Uh, we can have co-occurring dis disorders as well. Um, more common among males, this type. Uh, it's but it can. I I know plenty of female hyperactive ADHDers as well. Um, it can uh, be often diagnosed in early childhood because sometimes it's easier to pick up, but that doesn't really apply to everyone. Um, and often talks a lot. And then you have combined ADHD, which is um, kind of a, you know, you have traits from both. And that, that you usually have sleep issues, uh, sensory processing uh, issues, self-esteem issues, executive functioning, um, working memory. Uh, anyways, there's a lot that, that, as you may have noticed now that I read this already, reading this um, out, uh, and then also kind of trying to explain a little bit as well, now you can tell how much there is to ADHD. This is this is what ADHD. This is and there's even more. I'm not this is this does not even cover everything. And so this is why it's so harmful that so many people out there have the stereotype idea that ADHD is just not being able to pay attention or just this or just that and it's really so much more than all that. So I hope this episode helps make that clear. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, thank you once again for listening, and I'll see you next time.